Good morning, church. How are we? How are we this morning? All good? It's a great morning, isn't it? All right, straight off the bat, the Perez family, where are you? Yodi? The sole ambassador. Oh, down the back as well. I've... I have been informed that you're off to the States very, very, very imminently. Is that correct? Very exciting for you. Uh, Jordan is off to Las Vegas. He's playing in a basketball tournament there. When's that, Yodi? Soon. He's playing in a basketball tournament soon. We're very excited for you. We wish you all the best. Um, God's blessings for your travels and also for Jordan and his, and his time in, the, in Las Vegas. Um, and on the topic of the states, uh, Ruth Wright's granddaughters, you're here, is that correct? Granddaughter, welcome. We hope you enjoy New Zealand. Second one, second child down, welcome. Uh, I'd like to welcome up Bruce Lay. Bruce. Alrighty, now we've got the, the Muslim prayer project starting this coming Saturday. And, yep, it's up there. And uh, so this is a great opportunity for us to pray strategically for people in the Muslim world. And oftentimes I think we, we don't know where to start. I mean, it seems too big a task. And so it's really good to have some practical um, pointers, some background information that enables us to pray strategically for people in other parts of the world. Now, I've got a problem, and that the last time I looked, there were still 10, I think about 10 or 11 booklets on the desk at the back. Now, apart from the cost, there's a limit as to how many booklets I can reasonably, practically use myself. I've only got two hands, two eyes. So I don't want to be left with a whole heap of booklets. So, seriously... I'd really encourage you all, well, not all of you, because there aren't that many booklets. But anyway, um, please go and get a booklet from the desk. And so they're $7 for the, um, the main booklet. I think they're about two kids' booklets. They've got puzzles. They'd be a great way to do it with the kids in your family. And uh, so, so please do that. If money's a problem, then we would prefer you to have a booklet and do the praying and the money is not a problem. So, thanks. Thanks, Bruce. Oddly enough, I'm looking forward to Ramadan. My Muslim neighbors have already promised me a whole bunch of samosas, so it's all looking up. <laughs> Pays to have good relationships with your neighbors. Uh, and the last notice is the uh, open mic event, which is coming up. It's this coming Friday at 7 p.m., uh, it's at the cafe, so come along for some uh, some good tunes and um, friendly atmosphere. Uh, I would now like to share my thoughts for the this week. Um, I don't know how many of you were here last Sunday. Uh, Bruce was talking about uh, priests in our being priests in our workplace, uh, and I've been thinking, um, what does it mean to be priests in our community? Um, are we staking claims for our neighbourhood and our city? Um, we, live in a, we live in a hurting world. My neighbor swears at his kids and tells them they're worthless sometimes and smokes dope some days. And I kind of wonder, I feel a bit helpless and I wonder how I could help him, how, you know, what, what help is, is, is waiting for him. Uh, and my aunt, Al Rob- Robinson, some of you may know, she's a chaplain at the local Romataka prison, and she, she shares some amazing stories of hope you know, in the, in the midst of what is a pretty hopeless situation at the prison. Um, one inmate who has spent quite a lot of time in solitary confinement, but he doesn't, he doesn't mind because he knows that he's got Jesus in the, in the solitary cell with him, which is pretty incredible. Um, and another inmate she spoke to and very, very tentatively asked if she could pray with him. And he was like, of course, and didn't even think anything of it. And it turned out he was, an- he was almost angry that no one had shared the good news with him up to that point in his life and had been through a whole bunch of stuff leading up to prison. And I've been reading a book by Dave Andrews called Not Religion But Love, which is a really great book about uh, how we can share the good news with people in a very kind of non-threatening way. And it lists, he lists the many struggles he has in his, in his neighborhood uh, and, and barely getting through with all of the struggles that he has. And in, in the midst of all this, a friend of his rang, rang him and said, hang in there, buddy. 
And he wrote, what reason is there for me to hang in there? And then he goes on to think about it and describe a woman who managed to get a, get, break free of addiction and find an independent unit to live in, a couple who have created a network to support their, their child with cerebral palsy, and another couple who have adopted two young boys who are in a really bad situation. And he thinks about all this and he says, to me those people are signs of the hope and the transformation in our community that we all pray for that is not, not, complete, is not a complete impossibility after all. And so I'm really encouraged by that. And uh, so far I've just managed to give my neighbour some burnt cookies. Um, <laughs> but it's a start and I hope that it can, it can lead to something, be- something bigger. So I'd just like to call up um, for the offering. And I'll just pray for it while that happens. Lord, thank you for the transformation you promise us in our community. Thank you that you make us pure in heart, make us pure at heart to see you. Make us merciful to receive your kindness and to share your love with all creation on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Cool. I think it's the worship team. But one last notice before I do. Very exciting. No? Uh, large announcement this morning. And I have some grave news for those single females in the crowd. Because unfortunately, Christopher Dean is no longer... A single man. <laughs> on Friday, <laughs> on Friday, he got engaged to Shannon Lindsay, and we're very, very happy for both of you. Henny's you, Jesse. kind of took away my thunder. I wanted to give them congratulations, but I didn't have cool things to throw at them. So I guess my plan is not as good. How are you guys doing this morning? Very, very good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. So um, you might have heard from Ben. I think we could almost go home after being inspired to go and touch our communities and maybe make burnt cookies for them. Um, I don't even know if I would get to that stage of them being burnt. I can't even kind of put the mix together. Um, But one of the things that we wanted to highlight very briefly this morning um, was some of our folks that are actively serving in the community and highlighting the importance of what it is to really reach out and impact our community. Um, following from Bruce's uh, great message last week, like, like Ben was highlighting, we are the hands and feet of Jesus, and we need to be the difference in the kingdom, in the community. And we want to do everything that we can to encourage one another, A, to live out our lives you know, in our family here, and then also outside of that community. I was enjoying some community this morning over at Ange Bissiello's house with a couple of the guys watching some FIFA World Cup. Um, that's my kind of community. It was a very, very, very good time. Martin, Martin was yelling as well. Um, but, yep. Where was New Zealand? Oh, oh no. Well, that's, another, that's another, another, another day, right? But some of the things that I wanted to highlight is a big member. Who's that? All right. Well, we're going to their house for lunch, so we better be nice, right? Um, there we go. Well, I'm not going to get into that battle at all, I don't think. But some of the things that I did want to highlight this morning is a member of our church that sometimes doesn't get to speak for himself, which is our property, and some of the amazing things that are happening in this property. Um, many of you guys know that we have a business center that runs from here where we rent out some offices that Bruce Billington helps run. And we have, I think there's a couple of places for hire available right now. We have some storage spaces that are also available that we rent out. Um, How many of you guys saw the write-up in the leader about the Crossroads Expo that happened right here? So, Joel, if you could just pop up a quick couple of pictures that we have. Um, This was phenomenal to me. This kind of thing gets me excited. Are you familiar with what the Crossroads Expo is about? So it's highlighting... Um, drunk driving, drugs, etc., and it was really targeting our youth. So it happened here. You can recognize our wonderful red curtains up the front. 
Um, it was called the Crossroads Expo. And if you look at the next slide there, um, it highlighted the effects of what drunk driving can really do. They, they had this entire place filled up with stalls, and they even used the gym area out there, and they had a car that was actually involved in an accident. And the young man that you're seeing there, um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that his brother was the one involved in the accident. His mom is, um, he was talking with Matt Weavers, who many of you may know, um, and he was the one that took all these pictures. If you look at the next slide there, um, I think it's the jaws of life that they're trying to extract him from. And then the next slide you can see um, they, were, they were going through the whole gamut of they, they, broke, they breathed into the, you know, the drug and alcohol testing and um, they had the, the goggles that you'd put on and it, it was as if you were, you were drunk you know, and what it would look like to walk with that. And there was, I think there was 2,000 plus students that were in this very, very building going through an expo. And the guy that had run it was a Christian guy. Um, but if there's nothing else that stirs my, my soul and gets me excited is just that we have an impact on the entire youth of our entire region, we're in this very building, where we're able to worship God and lift up his name right here. They're coming into the building because this is a wonderful resource in the kingdom. I just, I imagine, you know, some of the intercessors in here must get their, their souls stirred up at just the possibilities of them sitting in the very seats that we're sitting in when we're worshiping. That residue has to affect them when they come in, and that just excites me as well, especially with the fact that we have an opportunity to give this resource to the community and let them use it. And I think that's phenomenal. Um, and you can just see a couple of the other photos here. We'll flip through them pretty quickly. Um, there was a skit where they really they sang some songs, and you can see some of the students there. Um, they had a little puppet that also helped bring home some of the, the messages. And then as we keep going, there, he's got the goggles on right now trying to get into the car. He's breathing into the breathalyzer. And you can see the last couple of photos here. He's trying to walk straight on that line. And then we have just their logo of what the Crossroads was. And not only do we have events like that here, which I think are phenomenal. I love the way that the leader described Lane Park. It said, if you look in the leader in the article, it's the latest leader. It's on the second page. It says, Upper Huts Lane Park. Now, to me, that's significant because they're laying claim to this place. Upper Huts Lane Park. Now, I don't want to highlight the importance of a building, but it's really where the church and what impact we have to be able to go out into the community and make a difference in that regard. And also that we want to make sure that we completely utilize everything that we're given and be that kingdom in the community. Um, not only do we have things like that, but we have things like the Kapahaka and the sports celebrations. And we have a wonderful uh, ministry with Vernie and Ava and Anne with Mainly Music where there's more and more and more um, mums from the community coming in. And that's really exciting, the fact that we're able to make a difference and make an impact in the community. This morning is dedicated to just that very thing, highlighting and honoring some of our folks that have been in the community that are doing some significant works. And we just want to honor them this morning. Trevor is going to wrap up the morning, and he's going to um, kind of seal the deal with us. But the one thing that I want to invite you now is kind of prepare your hearts for anybody that's currently serving in the community in any capacity. If it's through your job or if it's through a ministry through here at the church or something like I know Keith Black and Drug Arm, etc., we would love for you to come up the front at the very end when Trevor will call you up, and we would love to pray for you. Um, and so Trevor will call you up when the time is there, but just prepare your hearts because we want to bless you and honor you in the work that you're doing. So I just would like to invite Ron Vink up, and he's going to share some uh, of the ministries that he's involved in here. And hopefully I've, you're encouraged this morning, and we just bless you. Praise the Lord. It's great to be with you. Um, yeah, just very much along the theme of what Jesse was saying, you know, about a, like exactly a year ago today, a group of us decided to, uh, to do exactly what Bruce has been talking about the last couple of weeks, about claiming our inheritance that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. And one of the ways we do that is by positioning ourselves in such a way that God can use us and change our hearts in the process. And we did that by gathering a bunch of people in the community who suffer from significant mental health. There should be a photo coming up. That's the group that we uh, basically started with. There's about 18 or 20 folk that we gathered, and we put on a meal and uh, an opportunity to provide some support in a support group uh, setting. And so today we're going to hear from some of the folk involved in that, and also uh, we're going to give you a little clip uh, that Graham put together uh, to just so, so that you see what actually goes on, on on a Sunday night. So, Joel, if we could have that little clip, thanks. 
there's a few cars parked outside the cafe. The lights are on. Must be something on tonight. People hanging around outside. Let's go in and see what's happening. Oh, have you tried that? Not yet. No, no. Bit of action in here. Friends gathering yeah. for a, a bit of a, a get together and a nice time of fellowship and some yeah. nice food. Yeah. Whoa! Look at all this. Hello. What's happening here? Are we having communion tonight? I think we are. Oh, wonderful. Not charge about, but something. Not So, what's all this in here? Well, this is cottage pie. Yeah. It's made by um, Erin Afudi. Wow. And they look like, they look like apple and poisonberry crumble. crumble. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so where does the food normally come from? Uh, the food normally comes from uh, people in home groups. Yep. And um, they prepare a meal for a whole night. And, yeah. Oh, that's good. Great. Well, I better get out and see what's happening out here. Do you like coming along on a Sunday night? Yeah, yeah, I do. Why? Uh, because we're all here as a as a support group, which means we've got the same thing in mind: look after each other, the people, and uh, have faith so that we can share the word. Anything you'd like to say to the church? Uh, just be happy when you see this DVD, uh, the movie of, of our uh, Monday, Sunday great, um, because this is what we do, this is how we gather, this is the enjoyment that we have as people of, you know, uh, that don't have a lot of families. So, yeah, we come here for fellowship, faith, and to have friendship. Bless you. Thank you. Good on you, Janet. It's one of the highlights of the fortnight, isn't it, Mark? It certainly is. So Colin, uh, do you enjoy coming along? I certainly do, yes. It's uh, a great venue and it's uh, lovely to catch up with the people who uh, are regular attenders Mm. and those who just turn up occasionally. Yeah, that is. Mm. Over here is the the cup of tea area. Hi Jane. Hi. Do you enjoy coming along on a Sunday night? I definitely do, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and you're helping in the kitchen normally, aren't you? I do, yes. Yeah. I work the commercial dishwasher and yeah. uh, buzz around in the kitchen and uh, do a bit of waitressing. Yeah. Yes. And really enjoy Cool. Very much. Hello. Hello. <laughs> you having a cup of tea there? Well, why do you time. come along on a Sunday night? Well, they, um, they, like me, they like singing, so I help them out by playing the piano. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, we're going to catch a bit of that action shortly, aren't we? Uh, right. Yeah, now that's over here. Everyone meets in this huge circle, and we do a bit of worship, a bit of teaching, and uh, tonight's communion, so looking forward to it. Lord, I just pray that your, your, your hand would be on this whole time together in Jesus' name. Amen.
it's the best I've ever heard you guys sing. So how many are we feeding tonight? 30. Wow. So Jane, this looks like the business end, doesn't it? Getting these dishes done. Still, wouldn't wouldn't need you to have a helping hand, would it? Yeah, helping hand now and again is good too. Yeah. Yeah. So, if people want to come and help, do they apply to you in writing, or do they just turn up? They just turn up. And All right. Chip in. Okay. Well, Sundays, five o'clock. Welcome. Do you need special training to work with people like Marty? Or? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's one, it's a good question because I think that that's an area that a lot of people fear. They think, I wonder whether I could actually do this. And once wrong, all you need to have is a caring heart, somebody that wants to share their love, uh, their, the love they got in their heart with other people. That's the key ingredient. Have you enjoyed working uh, and coming along on these nights there, Martin? Yes, I have, because I have no special skills, as you know, <laughs> and I'm able to help. So that proves the point what Ron was just saying. Thanks for bringing up that point. <laughs> One of the incredible things that has occurred over this last year is a binding together of the group of people that have been working, that's been pretty special. So I've asked two or three of them to come and share, and Linda's going to start that process. Linda, if you could share a little bit about her journey, what it's meant to her, how God has impacted her as she's chosen to come and uh, ask God to uh, use her in this way. Okay, I wasn't here last week, but it sounds like I should have been to hear the, the message. <laughs> so what I've... Um, I'm going to talk about today is um, not based on last week. Um, many of you know where I work. Um, I actually work as a pharmacist in the health centre here in Upper Hutt, right in the CBD. So um, a lot of the folk that have been coming to the meal are familiar to me and I already have a, a lot to do with. So when the opportunity came up to be involved, it was um, kind of a natural progression of what I do anyway. It wasn't, um, yeah, it was an opportunity I had. Um, and it's like for me, it's pretty much about um, being Jesus with feet on, um, and it's, um, it's it's not an isolated event, but it's like actually part of my lifestyle. So um, <clears throat> yeah, so I see it as an opportunity to make a difference. Um, so. Um, I'll just have to read my notes. <laughs> yeah, so it kind of blurs the line between um, my work and church. It's, a, it's a, um, a place where people can come. It's like neutral ground. And, um, yeah, and it's about making the most of opportunities and having the opportunity to make a difference. So on a Sunday evening when we come together, we have um, an opportunity to pray for each other. We have an opportunity to listen, to love, to be an advocate sometimes where that might be appropriate, um, to share a meal together, and that's quite a big part for many people, including my husband, I think. No. <laughs> um, but many of them are on low income, so a nutritious meal is something that they really look forward to and enjoy. Um, it's an opportunity to, um, for myself maybe to help with any health issues they have, um, to encourage them in their faith. But as well as that, it has become an opportunity for me at work because <clears throat> I see a lot of them at work and sometimes they will come in and say in big loud voices about me having prayed for them or something like that. And that, that opens up some quite interesting conversations. Um, and also it's become an opportunity to talk with the other staff at work um, and begin to change their attitudes and their behaviours. I talk about a lot about what I do on a Sunday when I'm at work, and um, so they can't help but, I guess, see how I live my life. Um, and they've, I've actually had um, been able to get the other staff involved in doing things for some of the people that come to our group outside of work hours, and, like, and actually... Um, you know, be physically involved in supporting them. So 
it kind of stems just um, a lot, long way beyond just the meeting on a Sunday night. Um, yeah, so um, really all in all, it, it's, it's for me, it's about making the most of the opportunities that God's given me with the skills that I have. Um, and things we've um, been talking in Ephesians, um, I just thought I'd read Ephesians 5 verse 16. And it says, be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but wise, making the most of every opportunity. So I hope that I make the most of the opportunities that God gives me. I'd like to say thanks for the opportunity to talk to everyone today. Um, and I thought it was a fantastic video, Graham. Well done. Um, I was invited to join um, Ron's team for the commuter meal uh, about six months ago. Um, my sort of main job that I sort of went there to do, first of all, was to act as chauffeur, kind of pick up people and deliver them to, to and from. Um, and then I found that the whole family really got involved, like um, Kerry and her mum, as you can see, helped, helped out in the kitchen. Um, my boys go along and sort of help out as well, laying the tables and serving meals and cleaning up and, you know, playing on video games while we're trying to uh, sit down and have a chat. That's all good, though. Um, we, we sort of, like, as, as you might have probably picked up from the video, we, we start off the evening with a chat and a cup of tea. And then we sit down and sing songs. Um, we might have, there's a chap there, Glenn, who often, he sort of composes songs. Um, I think he's next to Linda up on the, he's got the little hat on next to Linda in the photo there, at the back. Uh, he, who often composes a song and sing to, sing to us on his guitar. Then we have our, sort of, um, uh, like, Ron or an invited guest might sort of share something with the group, and we always pray for each other, which is really cool. Then we sit together, have our meal, um, which is always really, really delicious. Thanks for all the home groups that cook those. Um, to be honest, I enjoy them a little bit more than the meals that I have at home, <laughs> because we always get pudding, <laughs> and I don't have to do the dishes, so that's quite nice. No. Um, we also celebrate kind of special events like birthdays, Easter, and uh, Ron's arranged some outings and stuff like that, which is really cool. I know that's appreciated. Um, it's really, I just think the whole group's filled with really interesting, special, funny, talented people. And um, the chat there, Kerry with the baseball hat, he, you can always count on him for a really good joke. He's classic. Um, so joining the group really kind of took me a little bit outside my, my own comfort zone. But it's really something I look forward to doing every couple of weeks now. And I guess what it, what it made me sort of think about was you don't really need any special qualifications or um, you know, any special training to be friendly and kind to people. And I think that's what we're all called to do. Thanks. Actually, uh, Dave forgot to mention that our uh, resident guitar player and composer of songs, his name's actually Glenn Campbell. So he really, <laughs> he's really li living up to his namesake, and he's brilliant. He does, um, he sang one of his songs last week, he was really good, <laughs> or last time we met. I've really enjoyed getting involved. Martin was involved before I was, probably, you know, over a year ago. We can't remember exactly when you started, uh, I don't know, 18 months, two years, and I came along... Um, about a year ago, and I didn't know what I had to offer. That was one of the reasons I didn't get involved. I thought, oh, what can I bring to this group of people? But the first time I went along, I, I just couldn't believe it because it was just such a family atmosphere. 
those, that group of people are just awesome. You know, I go there and they talk to me, you know. Sometimes I can go to other things at other places and people won't talk to you, you know. They're wonderful and they, they've all become a part of my family and I've um, really just loved them. And just seeing some of their photos and things up today, you know, yeah, it does touch my heart. Um, because you know some of their journeys and it's not easy for them in the community. And um, they come along and they really love each other and support each other. They're just awesome. They um, have a good laugh and we share a lot of life's journeys. Diana today, she was, there's another Diana that goes and she was showing me her birthday presents that she just got. And uh, that was just fabulous. It's, it's neat just sharing their hearts and their lives and I really appreciate the group of people that we've got going along. Ron is amazing. He comes every fortnight with something organised and he really puts in a lot. And um, he's just so relaxed and great with the people. He really is. I really want to honour Ron with that and um, the things he shares. And one week I, um, we got to bring along um, our granddaughter, Sophia, and uh, they just loved to see her. They all wanted to have a hold and... And they love seeing Dave's boys. They come along and eat dinner with them. And it really has become such a a family group. So I can't encourage you enough to get involved with people. We all need to be loved. And that's really what they appreciate too. Because we we all need the love of God in our lives. And we are God's um, vessels. You know, Jesus said... Um, if you see a, a prisoner out there that, and if you see somebody in need, you know, you are my people to go and meet them in that place. It's you are my hands and feet. So I encourage you, get involved where you can because you end up being blessed as much as anything that you can give. Thank you. Oh, and thanks for the amazing food. For those that make it, it's really wonderful. And I don't have to cook on a Sunday night, so that's awesome. <laughs> and... Um, I must say, um, oh, name's gone out of my head now. Joan, who you saw doing the dishes, she's as good as a dishwasher machine, really. She's amazing. She gets in there every week behind those dishes and does a wonderful job. She's awesome and serves all the people as well. So it's just everyone putting in together. I've just loved it. Thank you. talking today folks but we are going to worship God soon too um, but this is part of God you know this is worshiping God we so totally believe that when we gather together that this is part of our worship to Jesus and uh, and truly the experience has been amazing as uh, the others have uh, alluded to so um, there's two areas <coughs> we're going to pray a little later there's two areas we'd really like prayer for the first one is that we continue to have creative ways of, of expressing the love of Jesus to these folks. You know, we've got some very creative people in, in our midst. You know, we had Marty a little while ago share a message, and he was lying on the floor giving birth to a stuffed dummy from under his jersey as he was explaining the love of God to them. Now, can you believe that? Somehow he weaved it into it, and that was the, the message. Graham brought along a magician one day who, as he shared about principles of God, he did magic tricks that illustrated his, his message. Just really creative ways. And, and uh, Graham and uh, Linda took uh, a few of them up north and, uh, and they went and made jewellery. Now all of them who went on that wear this jewellery with great pride and show it off to one another. And it really has cemented some of this uh, dynamic that the folk have been saying has gone on there. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing. So we, we really want the creativity of God as we seek to minister to these folk. So Please, let's pray for that. The second thing is, as, um, Diane, or as all of them have alluded to, some of these folk are dealing with enormous issues, and we want to, to see the miracle power of God start to flow through our lives when we pray for them. As uh, David said, we pray for them most weeks, and we pray for the, uh, with all of our hearts, with all the faith we can, but we're not seeing the miracles that we're believing God for. Would you pray with us that God would start to do some special stuff in the lives of these wonderful people. Okay, so that's our community meal. If, there is, if, if, if the Lord is nudging you today, then please come and see me. You know, we are all very ordinary people who have set out to give ourselves to Jesus and say, use us as best you can, Lord. We are ordinary people. We are nothing special. 
And if you feel that God is perhaps placing a nudge on your heart to be involved in either this one or the next one we're going to talk about, please come and see us. You don't need to even know where you're going to fit in. Let's just talk and see how the Lord leads all that, and, and it would be great to have you on board. Uh, Joel, I wonder if you could show that, that, that flyer now, please. So uh, the next program that we're just uh, sharing with you this morning is a, a new and what I believe is going to be just as exciting program, and this is for the seniors in our community. So we've got four or 500 of these flyers going out to, um, with the um, with two of the caregiving organisations, in-home caregiving organisations in the community. So they go into homes and care for seniors who aren't in the you know, retirement villages and things like that. They go and provide care in those situations. So they know many folk who are very lonely and whose weeks are very long and they see very few people. So we're going to give them these flies. They can ring up. We can go and pick them up in the vans and uh, we'll bring them back to the cafe where we'll have a lunch and uh, a a devotional singing opportunity for them to chat with other people. And once again, there's some wonderful ideas that are developing about how we could serve those people as well. Um, One, for example, being that, you know, the men um, and assigned men, we've been talking about ways in which we can get into the community and help people who are needy. Well, I believe that this group of people is a very needy, you know, they have practical needs all the time. They've got houses that are getting away on them. We can help that. So, you know, there's lots of ways in which we're going to be able to support these folk. And so there's two prayers we've got for that. One is, we, we've got, as I said, we've got these flyers that are going out in the next week uh, because the first uh, lunch is on the 9th of July. And, and so uh, we really want these flyers to fall into the hands of the right people. And so we ask you that you will pray over, you know, with us later and pray over these uh, flyers that they go to the right people. And the second prayer that we've got on this area is that that team of people, so we've got a whole bunch of pillars who are going to come and they will form the catalyst, if you like, of the people that are there and they will connect with the, the folk that come because they'll be part of the lunch. And then we've got another team of people who will be providing the logistics of the, uh, the, of the event. You know, Gary Thomas, for example, is going to be driving a van picking up folk. Um, uh, Jesse is going to be coming to lead the singing Um, And then there's a a bunch of wonderful women who are going to come and help prepare the lunches on those days. So there's a bunch of people already there. As has been said about the community meal, we really want that group to gel together so that that the people who come feel the love of God first amongst the people of God. Because you remember the Bible says it's by our love, our love for one another, that the world will know that Jesus is alive. And so we want that group to really be able to gel together so that the love of God is dwelling richly amongst those people so that it can then extend to the folk that are coming into the year uh, for the lunch. So those are the two prayers we'd like you to pray there. Just as we think about that for a while, there's, there's a wonderful song. So we're going to pray after the song, we're going to pray for not just these programs but the other programs that are going on in the church. But in the process of just before we pray and preparing our hearts, there's a beautiful song that I, uh, that I just love from a band called Leland. And I've got the words there as well. And I want you just to relax in the presence of the Lord and say, Lord, is this something you want me to do? Let, let the Holy Spirit come and nudge you, if that's the case, into making some step towards being a caregiver, a lover of people. God bless you. Thank you so much.
made me think of we may be an ordinary people, but we have an extraordinary God. And the things that we do with God are extraordinary. And when we press into God and when we soak ourselves in him and when we just open up to the simple thing of kindness and being friendly and loving onto people, just God goes extraordinary. So it's just awesome. He's an extraordinary God. Thanks, team. That was what an awesome morning we're having, aren't we? Isn't this good? Just uh, love that clip that Ron showed, um, saying well, the words "follow you into this world," follow you into this world, and um, kind of rung for me what some of the components of the word "follow," and that is that there is always someone, of course, that you are following, but then there is the journey where you leave from and where you're going to, and when we follow Jesus, of course, it's following Him from his position of comfort and security and honour, if you like, as he became one of us to live amongst us. And we follow him leaving a position of comfort and security into a world that is unfamiliar and sometimes uncomfortable and sometimes dangerous. And yet that's the call upon us, to follow him into the world. Thought-provoking, isn't it? Not just admiring him, not just being a fan, but being a follower. Sometimes when, I don't know about you, but sometimes when you have an event in life, have you had those experiences where God speaks to you right at the very moment the event occurs? Have you had those times? Or have you had the time when you've you've experienced something and then sometime later you've been reminded of it and you think, yeah, that kind of clicks into place. Well, I had one of those just a couple of days ago. And it was regarding an event that occurred six months back when we had finished this very large house. And we had hung, or the electrician had hung a chandelier in the hallway. And I was reminded of this just on Friday hung this beautiful big, well, it actually wasn't a chandelier. It was more like the lights hanging down. The owner of the house called it a chandelier, but the, the lights were on a panel on the ceiling. And then they shone through a large glass disc. And on this disc, there were scores and scores of very thin nylon, lengths of nylon, on which the ends of the nylon, there were little glass cubes. And so the light shone through this, the light from the ceiling, the lamps shone through the glass disc, down through these myriad of glass cubes, and then shone out, reflected all over the place. And it was quite an awesome sort of, it wasn't a kind of traditional chandelier, it was more of a modern sort of a touch to it, you know, but it looked great. Anyway, we fitted this in this hallway or the stairwell of this house, and, and it looked great, but the, the woman came to us after she had moved in and said, Listen, the chandelier's not working right. I said, oh, no, because it took the electrician about a day to put it up there. She said, it's too low. The light gets reflected through the disc into all these glass cubes and shines out and hits the half wall of the balustrade. And then it's just reflected in its own light in that confined space. And she said, what we need to do is we need to reposition the chandelier. And I said, why is that? She said, because up here in the hallway on the first floor, it's dark. And we don't see the light from the chandelier. She said, we need to lift it up so that the bits of glass are closer to the lamp. And therefore, the light can be reflected around into the dark places. And on Friday, I thought, wow, why didn't I think of that earlier, God? That's the church. And I believe folks, that God is repositioning us. He started to do that. Repositioning us from a position where we receive the light that is shone down from above and it sends it around a confined space that really is much to do with our lives. Our lives. And God is beginning this morning. I've seen it this morning. You have too. And God is touching my heart about stuff that we need to look at in the future, but it all involves a repositioning of ourselves so that we can be, we're actually lifted higher towards the lamp 
so that we then can be reflecting the light into the dark places that up to now do not receive light. You understand what I'm saying? Over the years, 30 plus, I've spoken many times at CQH, often with some humour, occasionally with tears, and always with sincerity. But this morning with real sincerity and with a sense of urgency, I believe it's time for us to be repositioned. For too long, we have allowed the light to reflect upon us and to shine in our own confined space and feel very good about it. But we need to be repositioned and get closer to the light source because closer to the light source does not mean that we keep it to ourselves. It means that it begins to shine it in the dark places. Jesus, as we know, talked several times about us being lights in the darkness. In Matthew 5, he says, you are the light of the world and let your, don't allow your light to be covered by a bushel or a basket, but allow your good deeds to be seen. Why? So people will praise your heavenly Father. Isn't that right? That's why we do the good deeds, so that we praise our heavenly Father. In Luke chapter 8, he uses the same analogy But he says, rather than using the basket or a bushel, he says, don't hide your light under a bed. There are two things about the basket and the bed. See, the light can shine or we can hide it. We hide it under a basket. It's a picture of work. It's a picture of busyness. What is it for you? What stops the light being spread out and and shining into the world? Is it the busyness of the basket, of the bushel that hides the light, that inhibits its, its reflective value in the world around you? Or is it the bed of Luke 8, Luke 8? The bed of comfort, of pleasure. It says, I'll hide, I don't know, I'm happy where I am, I'm okay. And to go there and to, to, to kind of be exposed in that area is uncomfortable and unfamiliar to me. So there are two things I believe that, that we really need to address as individuals and as a church. The two things that can, I guess, negate the spreading of the light. One is our comfort, our satisfaction of just where we are right now. And secondly, the busyness of life. And sometimes, folks, that is the busyness of doing church life. Thanks, Ron, for putting that together this morning. Really appreciate that. Where are you, Ron? Honour you for what you've done and for what you've um, initiated there. It's been it's been tremendous. And folks, that was wonderful to see a good clip. And I just think that's a foretaste of what we need to see in the future, as we shine the light. Can we pray? Father God, we thank you. We thank you for what you've called us to. Lord, we know that you've. You've shined your light deep inside our lives. And, Lord, you've illuminated your very being within us. And, Lord, we've been made alive by your spirit that that dwells within us. And so, Lord, we're so thankful for that. And our hearts are, are just lifted in appreciation and gratitude for all you've done in our lives. And, Lord, tonight, this morning, we just want to... Uh, acknowledge that, that what you've given us, the light you've put within us, is not just for us. It's for a world out there that's in darkness. And just as the airport runway needs lights, just as the rocky seashore needs a, a lighthouse, just as the pedestrian crossing needs a light, Lord, the people in our world need light as well. The people in our world need a light to, to shine, to, to ex- expose the danger to give clarity in their walk. And Lord, we recognize that we as individuals and we as a community of your people are the light that you have put us, put within us to shine to the people around us. And Lord, if some of us need to change position, need to be repositioned in order for the light to shine more clearly, may that be so. If it's an issue of comfort, if the light's under the bed, or if it's an issue of busyness, then the light's under a basket. Lord, speak to us, we pray, and help us to deal with those things and to reposition ourselves so that the light does not just reflect back on us, 
but it will reflect in the dark corners of the spaces that have never, never received it. Speak to us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you that you call us to be a people, to bring change to our world, to usher in a new kingdom, not just to change what's there, Lord, but to see the kingdom of God established in this place. So, Lord, touch us afresh and, and, and impart your spirit upon us in a fresh and dynamical way. Can, can convince us of our need for you. And, Lord, as we've prayed before, and this has been mentioned, we ask that as people go out, there'd be a fresh impartation of the, the supernatural power of God on their lives so that when they lay hands on the sick, they will be healed. When they lay hands and pray for those who are possessed, there will be freedom. Lord, those who are broken in spirit, when they are prayed for, will sense the, the, the mighty impartation of the peace of God on their lives. We pray for that in Jesus' name. Lord, call us to be a people who, are, who, who, who know and understand and who experience doing the things that you told us we would do. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. Well, that's it for this morning. But I pray that as you face this week, as you, as this week faces you, that might be a better way of saying it, may you as a little piece of cut glass, as a prism, take the light that is shone down upon you and reflect it in a way that brings glory to God. Remembering that you are cut And you were made in a way that is so different to the little prism that is next to you. We all shine the light differently. And that's the way God has made us. We'll all do the things differently. We will express our giftings differently. We'll express the love of God differently. We're all unique. Some of us are just more unique than others, that's all. But God wants to shine and reflect his life off you. May that happen this week. Amen? Have a good week. Amen.